What is going on? How you doing, baby? Good, buddy. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I got you. I got you. Live on the sea. Live from the sea, baby. You are in it. Got to get here. Got to get where the people are at. What the buzz is about this game. The big what, game. What are, what, are, what, are, what are the people on uh, the streets of NYC saying about the Super Bowl? They're saying, not- where, can we, where, where can we drink? There's a shit ton of snow. What's open? That's what they're saying. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 154 for your eardrops. Guys, do us a favor, please subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana with me, as always, this podcast reigning MVP, most awesome. That's right, baby. Well, you know what? It can't yeah. it can't get started without the good help of Brandana and, and my teammates well, on the pod. That's true. I'm like uh, I'm a little bit like your offensive line. You got to give the thanks. You buy a watch. I'm still waiting, but you still are three years in a row. The VIP, baby. The VIP. Thank you, thank you, baby. You're so kind. You're so nice to me. This is what make this. This is what makes this team go round, baby. Yeah, I call it like a season. Here's what I'll take. I'll take. You know what? If I got to cheat my way into some Neapolitan showdown wins, yeah. But I just got to call it like you seize it. And you are, are if, if, if there was a like here's here's what would last. Let's let's talk about it. Yes. If there were two most awesome just doing this podcast, then that podcast would be interesting. It would be fun to listen to. If there were two brandanas doing it, it'd be like, all right, one of you guys need to sober up. Like, <laughs> I can't understand what's going on. <laughs> so That's, it's like you are the winner. My they're like, I didn't realize intervention made a podcast. <laughs> I can't do it. So, uh, guys, we've got a jam packed episode. 154. It's Super Bowl weekend. We're from the headlines. We're doing Super Bowl review. We're going to hit that inbox. Got three great emails there. Do Neapolitan Showdown, Top Denzel Washington movies. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're on power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, guys, Super Bowl recap. Um, hitting you guys. I know this pod's coming out a little late. Thanks for listening. We are digesting the big game, as the rest of you guys are. Um, right mm-hmm. into the gate, uh, Buccaneers win it 31-9. to mm. uh, I'm going to say this off the top. One of the more disappointing Super Bowls I remember watching in a while. And I didn't mind I didn't mind that Rams Patriots Super Bowl. Yes. This one had like a weird never got started vibe to it. Yeah, it was a little lopsided just just competitive wise, right? It felt like the Chiefs were almost instantaneously up against the ropes pretty quickly yeah. uh throughout the game. And it and it, it like you said, yeah, it never felt like it got out of the gates quite, you know the way we wanted or the way that we maybe were, were hoping for. Yeah. So Patrick Mahomes first loss, uh, double digit loss in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's like, I, I got, I have to guess, I think I sat here, I haven't looked it up, but nine has to be uh, one of the lowest, if not the lowest, like number of points that they've scored all season long. You would have to go back to, to high school to find a game where Patrick, a Patrick Mahomes led offense didn't score a touchdown. Never happened at Texas tech. Not in the pros, 
um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you don't know how low that score possibly could have gone in. Beautiful. So I don't, I don't think we got the game we wanted. What was your expectations heading into this game? Uh, I thought it was going to be, I mean, a little bit, you know, I thought the Chiefs were going to put points on the board, quite honestly. Like, real, I thought they were going to put touchdowns. I thought it was going to be close. I said in 152, you know, that I thought it was going to be a touchdown game. I think a lot of other team or other people thought it was going to be a blowout from the the Chiefs side of things. Um, but I, I felt like it was, I felt like it was closer after we watched that performance in the NFC championship game. Uh, but I still favor the Chiefs. I, I was just not expecting the, the the Chiefs to get blanked touchdown wise. Yeah. So let's do the uh, we'll do the positive and we'll go into the negative. So obviously, like let's not be the same pundits that everybody is. Just mm-hmm. like oh, Tom Brady, like the goat, the greatest of all time. But I, we we would be ill informed to not touch on it like a little bit. Like yeah. obviously, like the race between Tom Brady, Belichick has a huge gap. And is anyone ever gonna catch not in our lifetime, like Tom Brady as like the greatest player of all time? I mean, 10 Super Bowls out of 56 or 55 is pretty impressive, right? Yeah. So you have to have so many factors. You have to have high level play, longevity, um, and then you know and then, you know, obviously, you know, big game appearances and average. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seven out of 10 Super Bowls is amazing. I mean, the fact of the matter stands is that he has more Super Bowls than, you know, the Cowboys or the Steelers, two of the most preeminent, you know, franchises in, in the history of the NFL. And he's got more of them by himself. Right. So this is, this is, it's, it's, you know, the quarterbacks are going to be able to play longer based on the way the rules are set up. So it's not impossible, but Man, it sure seems like a everyone will be playing in a distant second, you know, at least in our lifetimes for yeah. for the greatest of all time. Nod. Yeah, it's good. So let's go to the other side of the ball. Um, obviously, the Chiefs had an opportunity. So yeah. we go. Well, we go. What three years ago they lose the AFC Championship. Last year they make the Super Bowl, win it. This year they lose the Super Bowl. And like, like we saw, like someone brought up also the Seahawks, like how quickly like that window can just close and you're on the outside looking in. Are the Chiefs still the team to beat in the AFC or like is this five five year window, which is a big window, like not counting the Patriots. If you throw out the Patriots, five year window is huge. Yes. Is, and, is the Chiefs still the team to beat in the AFC? I, they're going to they have to make some decisions. They're already for next year. If we just want to look down that they're already 17 million dollars over the cap. That means they're going to have to get rid of either Tyron Mathau, Eric Fisher, maybe Mitchell Schwartz, and some other things. Some A starter, a big-name player, is going to get cut by the Chiefs in order to make space, and even then they're going to have to make some decisions. So they, they need, you know, they need a, a, a windfall in draft assets that are, are relatively inexpensive, um, but, you know, is it closing when you ever have Pat Mahomes, you can't ever say it's going to be closing, but next year will be really interesting to see how they figure it out because it could, like you said, I think it's a great analogy. You could look at it in a Seahawks perspective and it's like, we have an aging team with big, big salaries that we're going to have to, we're going to have to get rid of and backfilling as we've talent, as we've seen is always the biggest challenge. Yeah, so weird, right? Like we we watch those teams that were just like, oh, this is like they're gonna seem like they'll keep going, but there there is a you get handcuffed a little bit by the actual dollars and cents of the business, which is 
like we got to like bring everything like in a salary gap or keep it like in perspective. And and that's the one thing that's the underrated thing of, of Belichick that we'll forget about is, is his ability to kind of navigate that landscape of when to pick something up off the, you know, trash pile, if you will bring them into the fold, get max production out of them. And conversely, when to cut bait on somebody, he's had a terrible track record in, in draft. So I'm not saying that I'm, I'm literally talking about the assessment of talent, you know, bringing guys in that were formerly cast offs and then, you know, getting, getting production out of them. He, that was a big, along with Tom Brady, that was a big plus in his department. Um, and so we'll see if he has the ability to do that later on in the future. Um, but he's the best one in that regard. You know, a, a, there's not too many people that have had the same level of, uh, you know, get, getting the Randy Mosses and, uh, you know, dealing the Richard Sher, uh, Richard Seymour's and, and continually winning over time. Why did the Chiefs only score nine points in this game? No touchdowns. No touchdowns. Because, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes was consistently – uh, rushed the entire time. I mean, he, they did not have to rush four or they did not have to rush more than four, uh, defenders at any given time. I think they blitzed like 9% of the time, which was about the lowest that Todd Bowles had ever blitzed in his career. He's a pretty famously aggressive defensive coordinator. They were able to get pressure, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on, you know, four defensive linemen, uh, on, uh, you know, the five patchwork offensive linemen for the chiefs. And, and it's as simple as that, you know, I don't want to go too negative here, but this is a, this is a grand failure from the chiefs perspective, a coaching, you know, standpoint, Andy Reed and Eric B saw and watched with that Tampa Bay defensive line did to Aaron Rodgers and the green Bay Packers who also lost their starting left tackle. And we're dealing with backups. Right. And I would say maybe you would argue aside from that had a more of a solidified offensive line than the chiefs did. And they continually let just try to block with five people and very rarely throughout the game, try to do anything otherwise, or to try to slow the game down or to give, you know, give Mahomes a, a, an opportunity to, to be special. And he, the crazy thing is, is he was really amazing in this game, even though the stats don't look at it, but some of these throws were like, good Lord, how is this even possible to do this? And he was, he was unbelievable, but Reed and and the enemy just did not give them any chance to to help their store player out yeah how do you overlook that right so so you go in there you know your number one problem is the offensive line everyone knows your number one problem is the offensive line yeah. it is a strength of the buccaneers to be that defensive line was mm -hmm. you think it was like overlooked or was it like hubris or because I, I think there's a lot of even like going into it like Everybody watching the game, they're just like, oh, this is something the Chiefs can probably overcome. It's just like, yeah, 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 we know about that offensive line. But, and it's just like, as soon as, like, they started bringing pressure or not even blisses, it's just like, holy shit, like, Mahomes has zero time. This isn't going to be a game. Yeah, and and that's the thing, too, is, is in, in by not having to bring any real pressure, just rushing with four, they're able to drop seven back. Levante David, who we talked about in episode 152, did a great job on Travis Kelsey. And they were doubling Tyreek Hill and, and none of the other, you know, they didn't have uh, a Damian Williams step up, you know, uh, a second tier, third tier player to make place for them. They really didn't have it. Um, and they, you know, they, 
even in the second half, they started out with with the run game a little bit, and they got a little traction with with uh, Edwards Alaire, but they really didn't they didn't go to it that often. And at that point, it became the game was slowly getting out of hand pretty quickly. So a lot of drops on the K-State thing. Like you can't blame yeah. the entire like game for that. Let's let's go to the other side of the ball. Like again, let's go back positive. Uh, Tom Brady does he have what? What's the over under on Super Bowl chips? Is it point five? Does he have one more in him? Yeah, I know. This is you're rolling back this question again. I, I think it's possible the Bucks are going to have like twenty eight or twenty nine million dollars in salary cap to deal with. Now they're going to have to make some decisions on Sue, who's older but played pretty well. Uh, Shaquille Barrett, um, their rush outside linebacker, who fell off production wise from this year to last. Uh, uh, Gronk is going to be up this year, so it's going to we're going to see how they're how they're going to go for. Um, reloading in those positions or re-signing some of these players. Chris Godwin, uh, their star wide receiver, they're going to have to make a big big decision on that. But they hit two home runs in the draft in Tristan Wirfs, uh, a guy who we talked about in our draft coverage way back when, uh, offensive tackle who was great, who stepped in and played every snap for them as a rookie, protecting um, t- protecting Tom Brady. And then Antoine Winfield, the, the uh, safety out of Minnesota, who played – awesome for them. I mean, those are two plus starters that they got in the draft in the first two rounds and they got contributions from a lot of other people uh, throughout the season. So if they can do that again, and you've got Brian Leftwich and Todd Bowles, who it seems like they're sticking around, um, you know, and Bruce Arians, I think it's going to be like, Hey, there's a, there's a very good possibility that they could run it back. All right. Most important question that I want to bring up and I wanted to say for next to last how good was the weekend halftime performance, bro? Ooh. <laughs> I was right. I was right on his yeah. number of costume changes, right? You like, nailed you it. Rock you that nailed one. it, bro. I you had nailed that. it, bro. Printing money. Printing money. Uh, <laughs> it was actually pretty good. I, I actually sat I, loved and, it. I, I sat and watched it primarily to see the uh, the outfit changes. And I was like fist pumping <laughs> when we were getting into it. <laughs> you know, and uh, the, the kids, Kamishat 2.0. Uh, they all watched it. That's the only thing that they watched of the Super Bowl. They liked it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a pretty good performer. I didn't know, I would say, 90% of the songs, but I was enjoying myself. Yeah, well, you and I, uh, we have football games to go to. We'll also be going to a weekend performance, a concert, bro. You know, oh. I don't do concerts. I'll do that concert. We're doing that, bro. Tally a weekend concert. Weekend Look concert. We're going to do, do a weekend, and we're going to find the closest football game, and we're going to hit that football game. Whoa, we're going to go back-to-back. Are we going to, and I'm just, th- are we going to sure. like increase the average age of attendees at a weekend concert by like a tenth of a year, like a half a year? Yeah. How so much are we adjusting that? Sure. We're going to hit it a little bit because we are old and there's both okay. of us. So there's two of us. And we'll definitely be the oldest people there, like Sands, like people like that had to bring their parents to actually get into the concert. This is what I'm going to see. Like, they're going to be like, <laughs> where are your kids? Yeah, we'll be the oldest people without kids. Um, For sure. I'll be, I'll be wearing my weekend sweatshirt. Um, all right, real fast, buddy. Um, let's lock it up with one last question. The over-under on Mahomes' Super Bowls when he signed his extension last year was two. You still hold Pat with that number? Nine years left. Ooh. Does he have two more in him? Pat, I like that. Do you hold Pat? Yes, I'd say that. Give me, give me, give me, give me two. I like it. I mean, no, it, but, but give me, give me a player. Like, here's a weird thing, man. Like, we always, Aaron Rodgers, like Ben Roethlisberger, like, we saw some like young flourishes of these guys. Uh, like, even 
like I, I think we already talked about uh, Russell Wilson mm-hmm. of getting there. Like it just shows how hard it is to get fucking back. Yes, this is this is the thing. How how difficult it is, man. You really shook me with that Seahawks comparison. That that was a great call by you. Um, I hope it's not the way. I I I think, you know, I I like Reed, although this performance is not great by him. Uh, Veach is the GM has performed pretty well and done pretty well draft wise. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, this year is, is going to be crucial. If they come back at another high level um, of play, like if they, if they can get past us and get back to the Super Bowl, I think, you know, I think two is in here, but if we see them fall off and lose in round two or the, the NFC or AFC championship game. Um, yeah. Yes. Could we be staring down the barrel of like a, a closed window of a franchise? That's, that's possible, man. That's oh, not, a, that, yeah. But I mean, that makes sense too, right? The AFC, I mean, the AFC is on like all, it's a, it's a young conference. All yes. that conference is on the upswing. I mean, we've got the Bills, we've got the Browns, we got like still like the Ravens always sneak around. Like it's, it's it'll be tough. It'll be tough. Yeah, exactly. This offseason is, is critical for them to, to reset it. They need, they need to hit a home run in the offseason first in managing that salary cap and then talent acquisition. They need to find young talent. That's why, you know, that's why the Seahawks were, were trending upwards for so long because of Russell Wilson, Wilson's cheap, inexpensive contract. They were able to spend that money elsewhere. Um, you know, so they've got to find ways to get cheap but highly effective talent in there and and that's i mean i know it sounds obvious it's the name of the game but um, they've got to do enough to just keep mahomes you know alive and i think this will be interesting because they're not going to be able to just sit there and and sit there and say well we're just going to overcome whatever obstacle it is because we have pat mahomes that option is no longer on the table because it's not a jordan you know five on one scenario he he can't do it he needs a little bit of help and one option we do have to exercise as a podcast is the inbox. Let's get into it. Ooh. I guess jumping into that inbox. Okay, so we have uh, three emails that we're covering this week. Uh, let's jump right in, brother. Okay, um, first email comes. What is the most un-PC movie if it was to be released today? Oh. <laughs> I got a couple that just jump yeah. right from my brain right away. Well, I mean, I was thinking, I was kind of looking, and then it went super simple. So I'll, I'll just get mine out of the way, and it's probably, I can't imagine if it's going to be. I, you know what? I'll read the premise, and okay. then I'll go ahead and say what the movie was. Um, in order to win a scholarship, Mark yes. Watson, yep. The, yep. <laughs> the white son, an affluent psychiatrist, pretends to be black on his application form. When he accepted, he alters his hair, skin, and speech to conceal his true identity. At first, Mark believes that going through law school as a minority will be a breeze, but he soon begins to experience racism. Eventually, Mark falls in love with Sarah Walker, a black student, and begins to feel guilty about his ruse. This is 1986 soul man (laughs) man. did you say 86 or 56 i can't remember i can't uh, this is um i mean we got uh, i mean it's it's hitting all the low lights i mean we've got uh got blackface we have like a little white savior thing going on inside of it like there's just there's no way like i think writing the script in 2021 we get you canceled like yes. i can't imagine it going into production oh my god who green light who it's like did the proud boys green like this who who did this i'm, I'm confused by this podcast by this movie uh yeah soul man is great uh it's probably 
the number one answer to this any of this question like yeah it has to be i mean there's not a lot that just like hang their balls out there and just like oh we're literally doing unapologetic like blackface yeah yeah there's you know what there's really funny too is is there are a group of like people online that are realizing that Tropic Thunder was actually a spoof on this, right? You know, because Robert Downey yeah. Jr. was put, and they're but they don't get the joke, which is kind of funny to see the the outrage of them not getting the joke. Um, but that's the that's the closest like modern day era, you know, attempting to do that. But it's 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 pointing fun at it, you know. Um, I had another one. I had well, you had two. You said you had two. No, you had two. I, I said two. Yeah. I hit that one. I was just like, oh, this is it. Yeah, I found it. The other one that reminds me is uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's like a subtle, you know, non consensual sex, sex scene yeah. in there where the guy oh, pretends yeah. to be uh, the guy that she's not or the, her boyfriend. And they oh, have sex. Right. I think we talked about this on the pod before. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did. Yeah, this is really weird. Like, it's just, it's so without yeah like too deep and like the too serious stuff like it's just it's really bizarre to see some of the stuff that used to just fly on movies where it'd be like there'd be no fucking way like absolutely yeah. no way. like zero yeah yeah those are those are the two ones that came right to my mind when you read that question moving on we don't yeah, want to get a, canceled it's 2021 what a blast of an email that was a fun <laughs> time all right um <laughs> mount rushmore of coaches okay so um who's the mount rushmore of modern coaches uh and who's on track this is good this is a good email uh emailer of the year um 2020 yeah. and 2019 back to backers uh the banger hitting us again i got my four let's just um let's rattle through the four real fast and see if we kind of line up on anything and if okay. not then persuade each other and then we'll talk about the next one's coming up so my four are i got belichick yep. although stock dropping fast that's on your list yeah yeah because i try to go college football this is how i did it yeah. college football college basketball pro basketball pro football I went one for me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think um, I did. I glossed over college basketball. Maybe I shouldn't have, but it'll make sense when we get there. Uh, I did Popovich. Yep. Okay. I did Phil Jackson. I did Phil Jackson. You had Popovich. You I did Phil, Phil oh, Jackson. Yeah. I okay. You know what? I, I kind of want act. Okay. Rushmore's fine. You're right. Rushmore does have to be active. That's See, that's the now. thing that I got hung up on modern because I yeah. didn't know if that meant active or just like in our generation. Phil Jackson's got to be there. Yeah. You're right. Uh, and then. I did Andy Reid if he wins tonight. Is that nuts? That might be a little nuts. That'd be that'd be yeah. you know two Super Bowls as compared to to. Uh, sure, I, I guess, and also if I'm putting them over people like uh, Shashevsky or like if if because I don't have college basketball on here, which yeah. kind of might be a mistake. Yeah, and then I have uh, Nick Nick Saban in my fourth spot. Yeah, I have Nick Saban too. Uh, and I had Coach K uh, in that spot, in that four spot. So that's the, that's the, the Coach K is, and Coach K stock dwindling as well too. Um, but, you know, that's only because, I, you know, the long-term success at Duke, turning that whole program, I and mean, he is that entire program, Coach K, uh, with, the, with the Natties to go along with it. Andy Reid is somebody that if he was younger, I could definitely seeing, see him, you know, well, let's say the this, like, maybe, maybe to the second part of that question, like, is it, let's say Reed gets his, let's say Reed wins tonight and he gets his third, like in the next three years. Like, are we talking like, is, are Reed and Belichick in the same conversation? 
Like, I don't know, like, Belichick's interesting to me because it's like, you know, with Brady, it was, a, but now it's definitely, you almost have to pick your horse in the race. Yeah. And like, is it, are you team Brady or are you team Belichick? Are you feeling kind of that same thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely team, you know, I, this is the thing that I think is unfortunate to, 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 to judge them on one season, you know, because this team was, you know, the Patriots were, were, were trending down no matter what and Brady jumped ship. And so I think, you know, Belichick has the unenviable, you know, spot of trying to figure it all out and try and rebuild this team. I, I would give him a couple more years to kind of decide if it was really the secret sauce or not, but we are all, we're all quick to make that run. Yeah. We have to, we, we almost have to look well, Tom at Brady forces us to do that too. Like if Tom Brady didn't like, this could be fine. If like, like Tampa Bay lost in the first round of the playoffs, but it's right. like, act he got immediately back to the Super Bowl, like brings this like, like, cause I don't think you and I don't like to be hyperbolic, but it's right. just like, now it is front and center. Like he literally did go to a different team with like, better offensive weapons and then brought them right back to the Super Bowl. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, it is not. Oh yeah, it is nuts. But it's like, it is one of those things where, you know, uh, if he wins tonight, you know, this will be a whole, this, will, this, this conversation will be totally different. Um, but I don't know. It's, I look at just going back to the Reed Belichick comparison and like, we almost forget all of the, the choke moments of Belichick or of Reed rather in the Philadelphia like run, you know, we have the, the Super Bowl where we lost to the Patriots. We have, you know, lots of conference championships that we've lost, you know, bad management of the clock. Then yeah. we get into, to, you know, to Kansas City. And again, is it this is like on the other side of that coin? Is it quarterback or coach? Well, we're seeing now with Mahomes is probably the best quarterback. Well, not probably is the best quarterback that any Reed ever had. And now he's finally gotten over the hump. You're right. Yeah, I'm being I'm being a little bit uh, just like in the moment. Like yeah. lead clock management is he's smart, but it's just like we're talking Mount Washington. We're talking yeah. there's four slots. Like you got to be kind of perfect in every aspect to like even be in the conversation. And there's a lot. There is a lot that reads fucked up. I mean, like you can still be great and get people like almost the way there and like finally get over the hump. But getting over the hump and being like one of the four greatest coaches across all sports of all times is a different story. You you saw me, bro. Read Thanks. Off. Thanks. Um, I would say of all the coaches, like, so I had, I had Dabo Sweeney uh, trying to usurp uh, Saban, but I don't even think that that's anywhere close at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I had, uh, you know, Jay Wright from Villanova, maybe passing the, the, the baton. Cause he's won a couple times at Villanova. Um, but even still, he, we've got to see the longevity of it. The only one that I would say that is the, the close to pass, you know, passing the torch or, or taking that slot over would be a Popovich, Phil Jackson. You know what I mean? Depending on yeah. how long the Popovich goes, but I don't know how much longer he's going to, ha he's going to. That's true. But run. let's, let's just talk about the NBA a little bit. Cause I think like, I don't, would you, wouldn't you say like out of all the major sports, like professionally and collegiately, like the the least respect not least respected but i would say like the least like credited for yes. like a run would be the nba coach because it's like you know like steve kerr is not on the list and the golden state warriors are one of the best you know dynasties if not the best of all time but like he still doesn't hit the list because it's just like the the level of talent like you don't really like accredit it to but you watch like these Popovich Spurs teams that kind of like can still make shit happen when there's like no just and that's what kind of put that's what an NBA coach needs to be put on the map.
Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is, is he's done better with less Popovich than say a, a, a Phil Jackson, because Phil Jackson has always had two bona fide Hall of Fame superstars in, yeah. in pretty much any scenario that he's been in. Um, Popovich has always had Tim Duncan, had Tim, Tim Duncan and, you know, and Manu and, and, and um, Tony Parker and David Robinson even before that. So he's had good players, but he's what's, what's interesting to me with Popovich is the time off between titles that he's had. I think, I think they had, he had like eight or nine years where he went off and then won a couple more after that. Yeah. That just shows like, I mean, they're just a, a constant consistently like bona fide program. They're really, really strong every year. Last couple of years, they've been a little bit down, but you know, he hasn't even had one, you know, blue chip player. I mean, the, the best player on, you know, on the Spurs is like LaMarcus Aldridge right now, which is, you know, you're not winning chips with LaMarcus Aldridge. So it's tough. The, the, you know, the, the young coaches to replace, I mean, yeah, I want to, that's what I want to do. So give me your Rushmore real fast. And then I want you to give me one in each of the sports collegiately that you used to put in the running for to kind of like you know usurp one of those Mount Rushmore spots but give me your four right now just so because I agree with your four so let's have the the audience hear what they are okay uh, Phil Jackson Bill Belichick Nick Saban Mike Krzyzewski those are yep, my four that is that is the four so in each of those sports like the the NBA professional football professional or like college basketball run at this the young guys Let's get a young guy. Okay, let's go. He's still pretty young in the NBA. Let's go Eric Spolstra. He's already won a couple chips with, with Miami, taking him to the finals. And he's still a pretty young guy, right? We still we, we still could see more from Spolstra, uh, you know, as he's in his mid to late That's 40s. That's a good point, too. Like, NBA is also, like, the like – the, the less shocking of the sports, but like he was still making, I mean, Miami was definitely kind of just the noisemakers last year in the playoffs where yeah. just like didn't expect like a lot from these guys, but making an honest run at it. Yeah. And they're having a down season this year, but I mean, that's the thing is, is he can coach for a really long time and we could see another run of Spolstra, you know, titles um, in the NFL. Let me hold off. Let me go college basketball. Um, I, 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 you know, I, oh. I really want to stick with that Jay Wright from Villanova. I like I like the guys that have already won none, run uh, won a couple titles. I think he's got a, a decent program there. I think he'll be every bit of the you know the mountain top you know coach for a uh, a program like a you know a Shishovsky or, or a Bayheim or something like that. Are there are there any telltale signs? Because here's the difficulty with the college coaches, right? Are these guys looking to is this a stepping stone to get in the pros, or are these guys just like collegiate coaches for life and is there is there any is there any tell you see from that like you can kind of tell like they're just gonna like Krzyzewski obviously probably got some offers like coach USA teams like not gonna make the jump just not interested yeah Krzyzewski you know has been flirted around Tom Izzo flirted around with a bunch of head coaching jobs I think if they all look back uh uh Beeline who coached my Michigan Wolverines and then jumped to the Cavs and then just had a, just a, just an, a God awful first season and ended up, you know, leaving that team. Um, I think those are the horror stories. Rick Pitino, when he was at Kentucky and then made the jump to the Boston Celtics in the year that Tim Duncan could have been the first overall draft pick, 
Tim Duncan ended up going to the Spurs because they won the first overall pick. And Patino picked uh, Chauncey Billups at three and Ron Mercer at six and then had a failed, terrible, the dark era of the Boston Celtics as Patino as the head coach. So I think that, you know, as much as the allure is there um, to go and be the guy at a huge program in college and then be the guy in the NBA is incredibly difficult. And I think guys like Bill Self, Jay Wright, um, they see this and they go, man, I don't know if I necessarily want all of that that comes along with it. You know, yeah. maybe I like being the big guy in the, in the small pond, if you will. Um, and I think right now, uh, you know, college wise, you know, Dabo, Dabo Sweeney's pretty young. I think he's, uh, you know, up and coming still. I mean, they're a perennial powerhouse Clemson. I don't know. It'd be hard pressed to put any, you know, put that mantle on anyone else um, because you just haven't seen them consistently build a program. You know, I'm not going to say Harbaugh, Michigan. I'm just not going to do that, audience. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, if you want to go, <laughs> if you want to go, if you want to go in the NFL, yeah. Um, I mean, you you, you kind of almost want to go. Uh, McVeigh, just to start, just because you're like, you got there early, young. There's a lot of football ahead of you. I guess it's like, has he plateaued though? I mean, he's making moves, but these seem like like lateral moves at bet. Like he did, I know he came with the game plan and made it to the Super Bowl, like right. should have been the Super Bowl. I, I think we expect him to come back. And I don't like, who do we hang that blame on for McVeigh just not like still firing off on all levels? Is it like, is it the wrong quarterback? Yeah, I mean this that this year is the, as big a, as big a year for McVeigh as it is for Stafford and and anybody because, you know, this is you know he can sit there. We all know the NFL is a quarterback league right now, so you need, you know, a top five guy to even pretend to be a you know a contender. Yeah. Um, you know, McVeigh if he gets an aging Stafford and can kind of you know put him in the juvenation machine, get a little bit extra. I mean, maybe they that that gets them over the hurdle. Um, it will be very interesting to see come this next year if McVeigh is it, you know, the, is, is the is the book out on McVeigh or does he have some other wrinkles that he can add on and maybe it was limited by by golf. We'll 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 see. Yeah, it's it's right too because we couldn't we shouldn't judge people so quickly on just being able to explode to the top. Like there can be a little bit of regression, but you that can be like a learning thing. Like why is it better to, you know, start. my second year or my third year there and now we took a little step back but i'm still figuring it out yeah yeah it, it it'll be it'll be interesting here but I, I that's what i think i don't know what do you got do you have any anything different on those no that's pretty good like um nfl is always like weird to me they seem to like kind of build up and it like you said it was quarterback league i think your your college basketball is on point and i'm not anything crazy like you're the pro here like <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just one of those things. One of those things. It's it's tough to, you know, we're not like the NFL like with any coach too. Like it, it always seems like I don't. I, I hate the cliche like what have you done for me lately? But it's more of to see a guy break out and be like a coach break out and be like a five, six, seven year dude. And the yeah. same with quarterbacks as opposed to just like got hot for a beat and then and then also like not doing the Jeff Fisher dance where it's just like. I can be mediocre forever. 
if that's what you're into and it's just like right. we're not <laughs> like i don't like where is the i mean what was the last belichick and i think mcbay's the closest thing you have where it's just like worked his way up through the ranks like without getting like that that genius title that uh what's her boy at that just got fired from the jets oh adam gaze yeah it's just like you get anointed this thing for a little bit and it's just like oh you can't handle this fucking job at all but it's also yeah. like it's a little bit of part of the job too which is weird because it's just like you ain't got three years to build it and belichick back in the time when belichick was really making his move he did i mean he did have time to build it would would tomlin in in pittsburgh be a better spot then because he's still relatively young he's not you know he's won the chips he's been there yeah, almost, almost like it's that same thing we're talking about there, right? Like Tomlin almost like does winning the chips too early work against you. Right. Like, yeah, if, like if does he, getting people too early like work against you? It's just like, oh, I thought this is how it was always going to be. It's just yeah. like, motherfuckers, this is hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right exactly. Together, this is tough. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Big Ben and if Big Ben retires or, I mean, you know, we saw him kind of hit a wall towards the halfway point of this season. Um, what does that how what does that make these Pittsburgh Steelers offenses look like? You know, what yeah. I because mean? finding a quarterback, developing a quarterback is a huge challenge. I know Tomlin lost me when he like tried to make it look like an accident when he tripped that like oh Jacoby game. was it Jacoby Jones? Yeah, the, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, he tried. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, Ooh, man, I thought you were awesome. I was just like, just that need to win so bad is just like, oh, you're a fucking cheater. <laughs> like oh, you'll. Man. Chief. I was so audience, so you should do yourself a favor and just Google because there's been several times when college coaches and and just coaches football coaches in general like lose their mind and either have like straight up tackled players or like tripped yeah. a leg out. It's nuts. There was oh yeah. there was like a strength and conditioning what? coach. Oh the strength I remember that. So yeah, definitely Google that. What was wasn't the the ref that like hit like a wide receiver or something? Do you remember that from like four years ago? It was like goal line, and he was like crossing over, and I think he had the ball, and the ref straight up like lowered his shoulders and like hit him. It was fucking crazy. We'll sh- we'll share that on Instagram. We'll get that yeah, out there. We'll find that. We'll um, find all right. Last uh, last in the inbox um, is the Mandalorian proof that trilogies should be extinct and franchises should be expanded through a television series. Oh, what's your thoughts? Not wa- not watching podcast. the Mandalorian. I don't know. We have Disney Plus. But I, yeah, I just haven't found myself a, motivated to watch it. Uh, are you like, how do you? Okay, so are you a Star Wars guy? Like, do you get your girls into like Star Wars? Like, what's yes. the what's the path of the baton as like a dad to the kids on like what franchises? Yes, we have watched like, all. Weapons. <laughs> Lethal weapon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything with Steven Seagal, we're in. That's what we're doing. <laughs> um no we uh we have actually watched all of the uh star wars okay uh, not, you're, you're a star wars fan i am a star wars fan yes i do like star wars i wouldn't say i'm like the like the nuttiest when i was like the appropriate age to be a nutty star wars fan sure. you know that that was me you know in that like I you that know burn. i love that burn to a audience that's great <laughs> It's like a subtle, appropriate age. Awesome. Oh, oh dig. Nice George. little dig right there. Give Burn, roasted. Boom. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I, I definitely like it. I definitely enjoy it. It's really fun watching them. You know, they've definitely, like, my girls have definitely, like, they definitely like the older ones with Ray, you know, the female lead and some of the newer Star Wars. No, I, should, I said older ones, newer ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, 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 they enjoy it. They like it. So, um, that was that was really fun to kind of pass that 
onto them. But also, you know, talk about too early. I also think I did it a little bit too early because there's lots of like questions about what's going on and who's this and who's that. It's like, look, we've been over this. That's Yoda. That's, you know, that's Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? We've been over this. Do your homework. Do your homework. Look, if you're not going to study and make this right, daddy doesn't want to watch it with you anymore. Um, But yeah, I mean, I haven't, I really haven't been interested to, to, I, I don't know. I really haven't been like super geeked on on this, but I do think it's an interesting question that you ask. It's like, first off, I don't is it's not really a trilogy, The Mandalorian, but it is it is a good a good um, thought to like take the show or take a movie or a franchise. Like you mentioned, Lethal Weapon, didn't they? They, they try to take that with, with into a show, right? Into a yeah. like a CBS show, didn't work so well. No, it's just like um, though that I play Magic the Gathering, like I get that on. Like I am not into the Star Wars thing. I'm not in the Marvel thing, and I like, <laughs> but I, I I do like I like stories being told. Like get in there, I do yeah. like this. I I like it existing on different mediums. It is interesting to me to be able to like show like a movie franchise and like what WandaVision's doing now, which is I mean I don't watch it, but I kind of dug in on just like because I didn't get it. I was like, what's going on? Like, yeah, I kind of like you kind of you get to be a little acute, right? You get to like kind of dive in on this like little you get to branch out another storyline. And if that ties into the entire universe, like if I was a Marvel fan, if I was a Star Wars fan, like I love that. Yeah, I love just being able to take like a like supplementing a character and then on TV, like diving a little deeper and it's all tied in the same universe. Like I'm pro like I'm pro that like I'm pro like books lend to tv lend to movie like they all kind of like work in the same like that's interesting and fun to me especially if there's like if there's like like the map puppet master like just kind of making it all work together like that's that's a lot of fun because it's like it, it like it kind of and not to cut you off but it yields to everyone's interest right it's just like oh maybe i love this character it's just like oh i can go off on the side and just read like a comic book series that's part of this like same universe like that's great yeah no i think you're right it's it's like uh it's like well done fan fiction right you know what i mean it's like it's breaking off from the you know the the arc that you traditionally used to seeing and giving me this little like you know different angle on something that i haven't you know we don't have access to so i I do like it you know yeah you can you can dive deeper and it's just like uh i I think to to the uh emailage point it is a great point like because it used to just be like the only way i'm going to see this story is through movies or there's going to be like a tv show that tries to mimic it or do something else but now just the way we like just consume media like this can all tie together and like and it can be a standalone like wandavision you probably don't need to dive into wandavision to get the whole like marvel infinity gauntlet stone whatever it is but still like right. if you love that vision storyline and like uh like the red witch scarlet witch or whatever like you can jump in and just watch that tv show and just like consume it like i that's a lot of that's a lot of fun if i was into it like that's a lot of fun. yeah exactly Especially, like what makes it worse is yeah i remember liking movies and tv shows and then not necessarily being connected but now like it just seems like it's all like kind of in the same universe so it all like lends to the same which is which is great yeah i did it's interesting like the the whole franchises now have become these you know these like you know universes like you said like you've got these little 
you know, one-off TV shows, maybe have two or three seasons, you know what I mean? And then you, you've got movies, you've got, even what we saw with, um, with Star Wars, like just even like the, the, the characters like Solo, that movie, just like branching off totally. And like, we're just going to tell this backstory of this one character you've you've known him from the from the franchise but let's really dive into this character and that's always fun because you know it's a new story it's it's tethered to something that you enjoy so you know you're going to be in on it but you know it's it's um you know and it's safe for the for the creators because they know like all right we know there's an audience for this and we're uh you know we're not just retreading um you know can't buy me love for the fifth time (laughs) yeah yeah, it's, it's always like the more information, the more backstory you can get. Like, you'll do it. All right, um, Neapolitan Showdown, bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. you about this top three denzel washington movies yeah i did my man my man <laughs> um yeah denzel washington i think might be like my second favorite actor of all time behind tom cruise pretty sure for like, sure first ballot mab actor hall of fame right oh yeah he's on there right is he he's in totally the on there yeah, oh yeah. yeah we got a return of that <laughs> football's done we definitely got a return of that yeah. Who is in that Hall of Fame? Who do we have? Ooh, that's a good question. I believe Tom Cruise is in Look there. It up. I believe yeah. um, Cruise Washington. Um, we saved it on our. It's on our Instagram. Uh, yeah, we'll in look. our in our Mab Actors Hall of Fame. I think we had Meryl Streep also. Yeah. In there. Oh, uh, Jack Nicholson, automatic und- inductee. Meryl Streep, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Tom Hanks. That's my time. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll circle back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just reading them off. I'm just running. Them we, off. we need to get we need to get in our Yeah, go to our Instagram. All right, what's your number it. three slot? Yeah, I love I love, love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. This is really good. This is a a true story. Although there's been you know some question marks about Frank Lucas's actual involvement in in the heroin trade from the Golden Triangle back to New York in the mid 70s. I'm talking American Gangster. I love movie. that you put this on the list. I love that you put this. This this is a sleeper for some people. So we got yes. we got um we got Russell Crowe um yep. probably on just a little bit of a dip at the peak of his powers but yeah. still hitting home runs. Yeah. Right before yeah. he he throws on that quick 80 LBs to be like, <laughs> "All right, I'm going to take myself out of leading man contention <laughs> like real fast." So it's right before that and then yeah, we got um Denzel just being so it took training day for us to wrap our minds around the fact that Denzel Washington could be a bad guy. I remember yes. watching training day. Everybody has the same training day story where it's still like, you're still like at the top of the third act after he bails on Ethan Hawke, like in that drug dealer's house where he left him to be killed. And it's still like, maybe Denzel's so good. Maybe this is the lesson that needs to be learned. Right. And then eventually just like, no, he's just a fucking bad guy. And he won the Academy Award for it, which he should have. But it's yeah. like, I, I love American gangster. I love the, uh, when they're doing the coordinate at the, in like he knocks the cup off like you just get some classic denzel moves yeah yeah oh yeah and just and just the like 
serious badass like even in the beginning when he had that scene with idris elba wanting his money and shoots him in cold blood i mean he oh, is yeah. yes billy fucking badass the whole way great scene great movie it's a bit long oh, yeah. but it's enjoyable yeah i got like denzel was like there's not a lot of people that get a pass for i'll watch this movie as long as it takes that could have been a four-hour cut i'm like yeah. i'm in I'm yeah, in. Where's the, sure. the, that cup, right? He puts the cup there. Oh, yeah. That's great. All right. Uh, my number three, this is going to be no surprise. This has come up on the pod multiple times. I go with Remember the Titans. Oh, good. Smart. Smart. It's a good guy, Denzel. But this good. is definitely, this is definitely like, um, I don't know. Like it's, it's Denzel backed against the wall. Like, uh, it's the race relations. It's him making a move. It's him trying to do what's right. It's him being inspirational. It's him, like, just kind of out there on a branch by himself, like, just trying to make the team get together. Like, and it's a football movie. Yeah. Good football scenes, too. I mean, I have to go back to, but sometimes, like, football scenes, like, obviously, like, there's some football movies that just have, like, um, what was it, any given Sunday, shitty football scenes. Like, it's just, like, all right, Oliver Stone, just flip the camera around. Like, I see flashes of color. What's going on in this game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's great. I love the story. There's lots of there's lots of uh um characters in this movie, but he's he carries the whole performance. I love it. I love this is why I actually made it my number two. Remember oh, the Titans. Nice. Climb the list. Oh, look at that. I know we're gonna have some that. So my two my one might be surprised, but my two is so uh I'll do my consto. So on my two, I had to knock off He Got Game, which bummed me out because I yeah. love, we love sports movies, the sports podcast. We love just like. We did it. We did We did a date night on it. We did. We did do date night. He did the, um, just kind of has that weird, like in between good guy and bad guy. Like, but uh, let's get to what it is. Belongs to the console. Denzel Washington shooting a basketball. I could watch it all day. Really cocks it back, really behind his head. He looks like a little slingshotty. That's a nice shot. That's right. Goes in. I had to do I had to do Malcolm X at number two. This is uh this movie's epic. It's obviously top twenty of all time in my book. Uh, it's him teaming up with Spike Lee talking about he got game and just like this is really his uh, to me this is Denzel's not his coming out party, but this is just like, oh, like I'm like I'm top three movie stars in the world. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean he had a real good run. In that like early to mid nineties, going yeah, we're from doing Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Malcolm X, yeah. uh, Crimson Tide, which is in there, which is on my console bracket. I don't know, it might be on yours, on your list. I don't know, not Crimson Tide, not on my console bracket. It's where oh! where it belongs. <laughs> I mean, and that's why I always have it. Crimson Tide is my number one. Yes, yes, like, okay. Crimson Tide is. I think he's he's damn near in every scene. It's it's Foxhole movie, right? We can't get out of this submarine. Yeah, it's Gene Hackman, so Gene he's Hackman. not not that not that Denzel needs like another actor across from him to like really bring it, but Gene Hackman's kicking ass. Denzel's kicking ass. Like yeah. this is, I love it. Like it's so like it's it's this movie's intense. Like I dare you to watch. Here's here's a challenge, audience. Watch Crimson Tide and tell me at what minute marker you thought you could go use the restroom real quick, real quick. Because spoiler alert, a moment ain't gonna come up. Uh-uh. I mean, that is like 
boom, 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 boom. Exhale, boom, boom, boom. I'm putting you down, boom, boom, boom. Nuclear, boom, boom, boom. We got to rebuild this radio, boom, boom, boom. It's just like, it's, it's fucking nuts. That's my number one slot. I love it. I had training day. I went, I know everyone loves training day. I love training day. Crimson Tide is a motherfucker. And I highlighted, because I had a mic on my, uh, I was like, we need to do a Denzel date night for sure. I would do it. Yeah, let's do it next for, week. Yeah, yeah for next week. Yeah, football's over. We're going to have, have some what fun. Do you, do? you want to do the Tide? I was thinking I had – here's the three that I had. I had penciled into my console. Okay. I had Glory, if we remember Glory, the Civil oh, War movie, yeah. right, with Matthew Broderick and Denzel. It was fucking great. 100%. I don't know if you ever saw this. Ricochet with <laughs> Denzel and John Lithgow. Uh, I, you know what? If I don't think I have seen it. That's what that's 91 92. That's early, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, somewhere right in there. Yeah, yeah, 91 92. John Lithgow and him, he plays a cop that defeats John Lithgow, who's a, like a criminal mastermind, goes into prison, then he gets either released or breaks out of prison. Two things that stand out in my mind. I think we this movie, I think it's Ricochet. Ricochet is making a strong campaign to be day for 155. Do you want to know the one? Do you want to know the one line that has never left my brain from Ricochet? Um, no, I want you to save it. You want me to save it? Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, let's do. Yeah, if we date night next week, I want to guess what that one line is. So the gauntlet has been thrown. Like, I want to guess what the one line is that most awesome has never been able to get out of. Beautiful. It's you'll. It's pretty out there. You'll. You'll. It'll stand right out. But yeah. All right. Date night ricochet let's do it fucking john lithgow all right Done. who how say you judge what, who won uh, the your, did you give me a number one what's your number yeah. one? Oh, i went sorry i went training day oh you did go training day that's right um but the oscars it was mine i brought it up you brought ricochet or date night i'm gonna go most awesome i'm gonna go most awesome you bring up your console bracket wasn't redundant. You did bring out the one fresh movie that I didn't bring up, which is Ricochet, which was going to be Day Night Four. Nice. I like All it. All right, uh, guys, it's been MVB Sports Podcast episode one, five, four, 154. Hey, we've been doing this for a beat. Um, you want to tell them about uh, the last announcement because we should be drafting at the end of February. Uh, give them one last time, brother. What's going on with Mad League season yes. two? Yes, Mab League. It is a uh, uh, we're, we're going to be doing a eight team fantasy draft of the top hundred plus NBA players of all time. We're going to be simulating them on NBA 2K and streaming it through Twitch, where you can watch, follow your team. We're going to do uh, fourteen uh, games in the regular season. Okay, we're going to be doing a little. Uh, games of the week here where uh, M.A. and uh, Brandana do live game calls on it. Um, playoffs. Okay. We're also going to – oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. We're also going to be drafting coaches. We're going to be selecting different play styles, of how you want your ta- – how your team wants to run their offense. Eight, eight fantasy owners are going to go in there and draft the best teams. Then ultimately it's going to be settled in the playoffs in a best of three games series for the first three rounds. And then the final round, this is going to be so, this is, this is going to be an insane amount of fun. I didn't tell you guys, 
like there's a limited number of slots. So all you got to do is shoot us an email. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know that you got someone else signed up. All they got to do is subscribe, leave five stars for the pod, and you got your slots. I think we're down to like five or four left, but hit us up. God knows football's leaving. You need something to pass the time. You don't want to be a part of this. All right, uh, MVP of the week, I got Steph Curry. That's right. I'm going yes. full circle. Full circle from episode one, I was just like, oh, yeah. chew your mouthpiece. Oh, that's fucking stupid. To um, winning me a little coin last night. Oh! From the logo, hanging 51 on the Mavs in a loss. But that guy can fucking shoot. He can shoot. The weird thing about him, too, is that I, I haven't watched him a lot in the last couple of years. He gets put the defenders and drive, which is yeah. nuts. Because it's just like, it's kind of a mouse in the house. Like, really good with just kind of his body leaning to like get unblocked and just get right there yeah he's he's a wizard with the basketball he's pretty amazing and the jumper from anywhere sets up him able to drive right by it he's he's phenomenal to watch even though he chooses mouth guard (laughs) so uh my mvps of the week i'm gonna go with uh well two charles woodson and Calvin Johnson being nominated for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson was a Lion player whom I loved, Megatron. And then Charles Woodson was uh, the last Michigan Heisman winner, first defensive player to ever win the Heisman, Charles Woodson, getting a nom in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Congrats on you. Guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll do everything in our power to make Monday a holiday. Today should be a holiday. We're listening right now. <laughs> Sunday, let's trade it out. Get something else done. Um, I'm Brandon. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Oh, party and sorry, we're not going to review tomorrow or next episode 155. Uh, Crim Mab Tide Pod. Runway, style, fame, she likes gossip.